Hi, Gemstones. Emma here. Have you been craving a new way to support and interact with your favorite podcast team? Well, assuming that's us, now you can. Team Takes is on Patreon, and we would love for you to join us there. We'll have exclusive content, bonus episodes, and random meanderings from the weird and wonderful minds of Nick and Julie. You can find us at patreon.com slash takespod. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash takespod. See you in there. I'm ready to go. Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. We're nearing the end of season four with the penultimate episode. Emmanuel goes to dinosaur land, a sensual, softcore exploration of Jurassic Park. This is not, rather an Oscar-induced descent into childhood drama, a Sophie's Choice of Lovers, and a lot of, well, the Bible is like, v gay. So with that, we say goodbye to this intro and hello to our recap. Aloha, y'all. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. God, three weddings in one day. I'm going to be in Spanx for 12 hours. My elastic line is going to get infected again. Are you really not bringing someone to Ceri's wedding? I don't care about having a date. What about Floyd's wedding? If I have to sit through that alone, I will rent a car, set it on fire, and drive it off a waterfall. I could set you up with my trainer. He's gay, but not when he's drunk. I don't need help, Jenna. I know where I'm going to find my date because I have already met him. What are you talking about? Jack's mom said to me that there's only a few different types of men in the world. And at my age, I have met all of them. So I'm going to go back through my gentleman Rolodex. Sexual time travel. Just like my Cinemax softcore Emmanuel goes to dinosaur land. I've dated plenty of good guys. My standards have just been too high. Yeah, they have. Meet me in the handicap stall in 10 seconds. It can mean hello or goodbye. It can mean both. Ah, I love words that are duplicitous. What did you think of this episode? Very good. I forgot that, like, TV does the thing with, like, split finales. So I was V-tempted to immediately go into the next one. Oh, I did. But I wanted to keep it. Oh, did you? Oh. I refrained myself (laughs) because I did watch it before our podcast yesterday. So I did run out of time. (laughs) So there was actually not an option. It wasn't a choice so much as, like, a necessity. Well, I was very frustrated the other day and sick of like looking for a funny podcast or something. And then I was like, oh, I should just watch this week's 30 Rock. I'm like, oh, that's why we like the show because it's fucking hilarious. It's amazing. And then I just watched like seven more. I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> but really, there aren't that many like knee slapping funny things out there, period. No, the joke per second range is like, I, science can't explain it. I don't think Christian from Survive. Spoiler alert, I did watch season 37 of Survivor, David Risk. Right, right on time. Right on time. It was from 18 years ago. We're watching a show from 10 years ago. And so watching. I might have a lot of references related to Survivor because my flame <laughs> has not been extinguished by Jeff. If anything, it has burned through that little cable and my flag is aloft. Well, we had almost all my favorite guest stars. If Elaine Stritch had been on this one, but she was on the last one, but we've got Madine Winters. Uh, and then, stupid clickbait, it's like, Dean Winters is surviving after W amputation. I'm like, what? Two toes and a half a thumb. Not like two legs and hook hands, you know? Half a thumb? Half of his thumb. What happened? He had some blood, heart attack, something, and then he got gangrene, and he was in the hospital. And Jesus. Gosh. Yeah, yeah between gangrene and IRL and gang raped in Oz, he has not had a great, like, 20 years. And that poor guy that got walled up, I'll never forget that. That's the worst way to die. Oh, my God. What is that? The uh, Count of Portmanteo or something? That Edgar Allan Poe thing? I have, like, circumstantial knowledge of many things, but absolute knowledge of nothing. (laughs) Cask of Montiato. There it is. (laughs) She's so good. It might have been Luke Perry who got walled up in Oz. I can't remember. But they, someone is alive, but they knock him out and he's unconscious. And then they cement him into a wall and leave him there to die. And that's how Avery has positioned Jack in this episode because she has given him an ultimatum and he has to decide between her or Nancy, who arrives on the elevator. We've got love triangles, we've got weddings, we've got Catholic guilt, we've got a whole slew of things. We just had moms. This is like the one two punch that you want to happen. It's the best. This is a really, really, really funny episode. So this happy episode that hopefully Nick doesn't ruin starts out with Avery going into Jack's office with a Band-Aid on her head. Yeah, she was on 
like hot money, fast mad money. One. Mad money. They're angry. And there were some random bears just knocking her about. Jim Kramer was presumably under one of them. A name that I did not know until the whole G like GME GameStop stock situation. Everyone was like, fuck you, Jim Kramer. And I was like, fuck you, Jim Kramer. <laughs> Tell us more. I don't know who Jim Kramer is. He's the host of Mad Money, or at least some CNBC show about stocks and shit. And everyone was trying to game the system the way that so many rich people and Jim Cramer have gamed the system in the past. And they're like, we're taking back the power. And then GameStop had this huge run. And then Robinhood like paused trading. So then the stock plummet. And everyone was like, this is like insider bullshit. And Jim Cramer is among the many to blame. And then I was like, why didn't you vote for Elizabeth Warren? And originally he had um, Elizabeth Holmes on from Theranos and was talking about what a success she was right before she went down in flames. <laughs> ah, see? Elizabeth Holmes was probably one of those bear suits. Someone was probably like, Steve Jobs is this. And she was like, I'll do it too. I'm the same. That sounds amazing. Please pass me green juice. <laughs> see, it's not fair. <laughs> I know. She's so fucking good at it. My Jenna is spot on, and everyone will have to concede that. It's just a remarkable, who is that? Is she in the room? Um, I am Jenna. Who's Bukowski. that girl? <laughs> Quieres esta niña? Lo siento para no... No habla español. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Avery's like, look, I know I'm supposed to go with you to Suri's wedding this weekend, but I can't make it. Um, and Jack was like, look, I know you're not in a period of detente right now because of my other piece of tail. Obviously, in the last episode, Colleen Donaghy alerted them to the fact Bitch. that Jack has another woman. And so now they're in a detente, which I guess is a rich people way of discussing. A malfeasance has occurred. <laughs> He's like, I was going to say romantic entanglement, but you don't want to miss this wedding. It's going to be New York royalty, the Astons, the Rockefellers, and the Zabaros. So Gilded the Zabaros, Zabaros is a real family. And the pizza chain was started in 1956 by Gennaro and Camila Zabaro and their three sons, Joseph, Mario, and Anthony, none of which are named Pizzeria. Or pizza, whatever her <laughs> name is. They sold Zabaro in 2007. Guess much, how much for? Zabaros, I'm going to say $600 million. Emma? I was going to say $300 million. 417 Emma wins Price is Right rules in effect. <laughs> Damn it. That's a lot of money for some shitty ass pizza, but they didn't, I think, invent that cardboard that you could put one giant slice in. Oh, that was smart. It's I'm like making the people, that up. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I trust you on it and I'm willing to roll with it. Facts are just like illusions we tell ourselves. But it's like the people, like the Levi's jeans people who made the most money out of the gold rush because they were like, you know, you rush for all this gold. Here's some sturdy jean wear to wear it in. Kind of like That's Hugo Boss making the uniforms for the Nazis. Yay. That is I, true. I, I, yeah. Wah, wah. Now you know how it feels. Hmm? It's a fun fact. I know. We're both killing it. <laughs> the episode. But Avery does concede that she definitely wants to know what Pizzerina Zbarro is going to be wearing. <laughs> Who doesn't? It does feel like she's the Donatella Versace of the situation. But it does, he does end up going on a date with Pizzeria in season seven. <gasps> wow. Throwback dun, callback. Dun, dun. Foreshadowing. You're so skilled. It's insane. Um, I saw it on the notes. Um, so he's like, then just come. Avery, however, has an ace in the hole, and it is her uterus. So she has scheduled a conflict for this weekend she can't get out of. She's on dodecasil, the pill where you only get your period once a year. So there is a Marina IUD that's an intrauterine device used for birth control that lessens periods for some women and eliminates them for others completely. Ah, Jack was right. We were so close to beating this thing back then, and now we <laughs> finally beat it. It reminds me of that annual um, spoof commercial on SNL where you only get four periods a year, and when you do, hold on to your hat and <laughs> grip the fuck onto it, and they all start going crazy, because there were all those commercials where there'd be like one pink accent thing, and the rest was black and white, so Kristen Wiig starts like making out with a dog, and then Casey, probably not Anthony, but probably, starts eating this cake ravenously, <laughs> And Tina Fey starts wielding an axe at all of her co-workers, <laughs> and all of those things are pink. It's amazing. So you should look at the annual commercial, because it's one of the best ever. 
So Jack's like, well, I'm going to go. She said, um, my time has come and I'm going to a spa. Well, it's not really a spa. It's more of a fenced-in area in the Adirondacks. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack is like, fine, I will go alone. And while I'm gone, do some thinking about us. Yikes. And I promise you this weekend will be filled with staring out of windows while holding a glass of scotch. That means a lot to me. And it really seems to have. She seemed genuinely touched by that. Ah, he's emoting. So Jack is like, have a good time at your fenced-in area, and I'll see you in two weeks. And she gets into the elevator, and there's an adjoining elevator, and we're like, oh my gosh, what hijinks are about to ensue right now, 30 Rock? So as her door closes, Nancy's opens, and he says, aloha means hello and goodbye, so aloha. (laughs) Right before that, Avery starts to begin to have some period symptoms. And oh, yeah, right. <laughs> she's he like, says, have a good time at your fenced scenario and I'll see you in two weeks. And she she's says, like, what? what's that supposed to mean, you dumb douche? Oh, it's starting. I should go. <laughs> How true is that level of rage that accompanies a period? Very true. Out of nowhere. And it's a complete surprise. You're like, why am I so bad and sad at the same time? And eating that- everything in the house. And then the next day you're like, oh, my period. Yeah. So Nancy Duanovan so, gets out of the elevator and says, hi, handsome. Uh, poor Avery. She just gets knocked about by some stuffed animal bears, and then she's getting knocked about by this daddy bear Jack. Can she catch a fucking break? Jack's like, I didn't know you were coming to New York. I'm here to see my man. You're not busy this weekend, are you? Well, I, I, I am, actually. I have some thinking to do. <clears throat> well, you can do your thinking. We'll just do it together on that tour boat that's painted like a shark. And the amount of excitement she has <laughs> in her little Irish eyes as she's whisking him off to that little shark boat. I strive for that level of joy in my life currently. So the shark boat has been renamed the Beast Speedboat Ride in New York. And it's only $30 a person, which I think is less than the duck boat ride that I've ridden here twice. <laughs> Here is in Cincinnati, the New York of the Midwest. <laughs> Fuck it, we Chicago. We got a duck boat, and you get a quacker, and, <laughs> and it like drives through downtown, and then it goes in the water. And one time, it was really fun. We had a super fun tour guide, and, and then the other time, it wasn't. Hmm. I recommend going towards the end of the season when they've got their spiel down. Our kid didn't really know the sights yet or have his jokes worked out. Hmm. Does it go down the Ohio River? I've never heard of this. Oh, yeah, it literally goes downtown. You, like, drive around downtown and honk at people. Then it goes down to Sawyer Point, puts in there, and then it literally, like, drives you over to Newport and Covington and points at stuff, drives you back, and you're done. Does it? But it goes on the water? It's called a boat. <laughs> oh, you said it was driving through downtown. What kind wheels. of boat is it's that? It's a convertible. You guys have never been on the duck boat? Put it on I've the never... list of our um, field trips we're never going to do. No, I've never heard of this MI6 James Bond. Like You live here. It, I've never seen one in real life. I've never been on one. I've never heard this exists. Mm-mm. Okay, so you go Julie is a constant prevaricator, and I feel like this is one of her This lies. is what you do when family comes to town and you have nothing to do with them. Can you see my screen? Yeah. Sure oh, my God. <laughs> I would definitely so it's got wheels <laughs> and a butt. And, and wheels and a and boat. And then you get these quackers. <laughs> and you do it downtown oh. and people just go, I think oh, I've God, seen one tourists. of those like moored uh, at Pride before. Um, I just thought it was like a weird sub-community of the gay community that I was not acquainted with yet and perhaps did not want to. Anyway. They use their oily secretions to lift them up <laughs> through the water. Not interested. Not today, senor. And you said the shark tour is now a speedboat? Can you even see it's sharks called, that way? It's called the Beast. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being called a shark boat, it's called the Beast. The shark sued. So You're you couldn't even a shark the South anymore. Street Seaport to somewhere else. To the carport and Nancy's garage. <laughs> okay, you just turned into like the Great Gatsby. That was not like Boston. The, the garage. You got to hit it, Julie. Let me give you a couple of. I won't actually. I saw both I'm pretty of your sure jaws and I was like, "You in danger, girl." That my accents are tolerable. Yeah, I get constant feedback that mine are insufferable. Insufferable. So now From we're you in specifically, <laughs> if I'm to be honest. That's terrible. Siri so enters and is like, "Hey, Liz, I need to know the name of the date you're bringing to my wedding." 
I'm coming alone, Sari, but I would still like two meals. Amen. Way to go, man. So, is it okay if I sit you next to my dad's mistress's cousin? Whatever makes it easier for you. Awesome. God, three weddings in one day. I'm going to be in Spanx for 12 hours. My elastic line is going to get infected again. Ah, that is an image. Which Nick said yesterday about himself. (laughs) I did, yeah. (laughs) For our 100th episode of Takes All Over the Place, our companion podcast. Are you really not bringing someone to Suri's wedding? Are you really doing Jenna right now? Is that so really what's happening? <laughs> Stealing my one joint? I don't care about having a date. What about Floyd's wedding? If I have to sit through that alone, I will rent a car, set it on fire, and drive it off a waterfall. I do like to say I'm going to set things on fire a lot. I definitely <laughs> do that. I could set you up with my trainer. He's gay, but not when he's drunk. Oh, predatory, Jenna. Calm down. How many people have been on To Catch a Predator? Dennis, probably Jenna. Lutz, I'm assuming. (laughs) Frank. Frank, for sure. Frank knew he was there and was like, I just wanted to meet the dude. And Lutz thought he was meeting like a handsome homosexual. And he spends the whole time being like, no, 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 I'm straight. If the, if the, no, it's about to take it to a dark place. No, I don't need help, Jenna. I know where I'm going to find my date because I I have already met him. What are you talking about? Jenna is workshopping her Bronx Beat accent. Jack's mom said to me that there's only a few different types of men in the world, and at my age, I've met almost all of them. Or all of them. So I'm going to go back through my gentleman Rolodex. I do love that little euphemism for going back through her sexual history. Do you think there's only a few type of men and you've met them all? A few type of men? I don't know. Men's is is. I mean, I think that you are attracted to the same type of person... Until you're not. Well, Jenna says, sexual time travel, just like my Cinemax softcore, Emmanuel goes to Dinosaur Land. Which is like a real softcore thing, right? You were telling me about it. I was very intrigued. You were telling me about it. There are like six episodes in the Emmanuel series. There was something about Emmanuel goes to space. I like Dinosaur Land. I dated plenty of good guys. Where? My standards have just been too high. <laughs> yes, they have. Meet me in the handicap stall in 10 seconds. Frank, shooting a shot. (laughs) Disgusting. He does look extra sweaty, doesn't he? (laughs) I feel like intentionally, yeah. He does look like a basset hound that is melting. Like a basset hound candle. His hat says pocket dealer. So now we're going to go see John Hamm. Oh, he's the man. So Drew opens the door. He's got oven mitts on and says, Liz Lemon, I was just thinking about you the other day. Really? Yes, I saw this gorgeous woman putting glasses on her daughter's Mrs. Potato Head. (laughs) (laughs) Which Liz holds out her hand, closes it, and it's like, the why is not important. Can we talk? Sure. I was uh, just doing some baking. Can I get you something to drink? His hands are occluded by oven mitts. I I already said that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you say occluded? (laughs) Never. (laughs) I wouldn't have said it. I can't spell it, and I know. What goes good with second chances? Well, water. I'd like a water. <laughs> she's she grossed herself out. Rock. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've never related more to Liz. And then she asks, are you seeing anyone? anyone? He's like, oh, this conversation. Uh, no, I'm still single. No one's serious since you, actually. Well, it's good to hear. You know, when we broke up, it was because I felt like I was smarter than you, but that's so judgmental. And now I just, oh, my God. He's carrying the mug with two hooks for hands. He's like, wait, oh, my hooks? I'm just so comfortable with them that, whoops, oh, not again. Oh. <laughs> so he breaks the glass and then um, knocks over the lamp and then puts his hook through the painting. And he's like, that, that was my last ungashed painting. <laughs> How did this happen? Fair oh, freak, question. Freak accident. You know I work with Doctors Without Borders, which is terrifying. Because <laughs> he can't even do the Heimlich. He's like, I was helicoptering in Zimbabwe when I thought I saw somebody that I knew. So I waved from the helicopter, which it turns out is a big no-no. And the rotor took off my right hand, clean off. And it turns out the person I was waving to was not my old football coach. (laughs) Of course not. You were in Zimbabwe. Well, it looked just like a black version of him. Still cool. What about the other hand? Oh, well, to celebrate my return from Africa, my cousin and I bought a bunch of fireworks. You know what? This was a bad idea. I should just go. What? You're too good for me now that I have pirate hook hands? It is absolutely not because you are disabled. I've been dumped by four different guys in wheelchairs. Look, I'll have you know, Liz, that I'm 
in line for a hand transplant and the strangler who's about to be executed. <laughs> and uh-oh, I've got my hooks crossed, but then he can't get them uncrossed. <laughs> and John Hamm laboring over that with the goofiest face I've ever seen in my goddamn life while also being so attracted to a person. Do we all want to put our mouths on his mouth? <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's not a person alive who doesn't want to put his mouth on John Hamm's mouth. Except his ex-girlfriend. But... I thought he broke up with her. Yeah. She'd go back. Oh my God, Drew, it's not about the hooks. It's how you got that way. You're just too dumb. Wait, Liz, don't go. And he strokes her face with his hook. <laughs> Ow, it's hot. Yeah, of course it's hot. It's been in the oven. Now who's the double one? Ugh, so handsome. <laughs> You're so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Good work, John Hamm. Good work. Ah, what a gem. Garfield effects test. Take one. And act! Normal! I hate you, Normal! Almost as much as I hate Mondays! This is my lasagna! You hear me, Normal? My lasagna! Okay, let's cut. Okay, maybe a little less intense. You know, you're Garfield. You're a cat. Who likes sleeping and lasagna? Well, I'm sorry, Sean. I'm child actor whose name I can't remember. You haven't walked in my shoes. All my life I try to forget the things I've seen. A crackhead breastfeeding a rat. A homeless man cooking a hot pocket on the third rail of the G train. The G train, Nermal! There's something inside of me that needs to come out. And if Garfield 3, feline groovy, can't tell my story, then I'll win my Oscar elsewhere. Or I'll die trying. Entourage meeting. I know what movie I'm doing this summer. Garfield 3, feline groovy? In real life, there's only two Garfield movies. Garfield the movie and Garfield 2, A Tale of Two Kitties. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pun because cats have grooves. (laughs) And this is really what you want to spend your summer doing? It's perfect I'm playing Garfield My whole pot's being shot on green screen in three days And they're paying me exactly one million teacher salaries Brutal Trey, I think it's time you take a risk Maybe do a dramatic role Go for the O in your EGOT What's this? Hard to watch based on the movie Stone Cold Bummer by Manipulate It's about growing up in our old neighborhood That is such a well-crafted joke Soak it precious. Yeah. By Pusha. Who's it by? Uh, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> I only know it. It's funny it's like, every time you say it. It's like the alphabet. I have to sing the whole song before I know what's happening. I'm like, Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. There I know, is. but it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I don't know if it is as good as the book Stone Cold Bummer by Manipulate, but it's pretty good. I do think it's a touch better than the Cable Town porn version. <laughs> based on the novel Tush by Assfire. Good memory. And Kenneth's pipes in. He's like, and it's a real Oscar bait, sir. You say things like, you don't know my pain. And you watch your mouth, Tyrese. And in a less dramatic scene, I'll have hash browns. Interesting. And I've got to win an Oscar somehow. It's either this or I submitted that or I submit that animated film I drew about the Holocaust. Definitely do this. Definitely yep. do this. Kenneth and Dotcom are both on board. And they are correct. Yes. So Jack goes into Liz's office and says, you know, Nancy and Avery almost ran into each other at the elevator. And then she notices the button on his shirt and is like, seriously, you rode the shark boat? Was it scary? And he takes off the button and gives it to her. He's like, this whole thing is getting out of control. Yeah, you just need to be honest with everyone. It's only fair that you tell Nancy about Avery. That is terrible advice. If I tell Nancy, it will just complicate things. I need to keep her at arm's length this weekend. I prepared a very unromantic evening. First, we're going to see a documentary about female circumcision, and then we're going to eat too much Indian. Now, here is a list of just some of the documentaries about female circumcision. They have really great names like The Cut, The Cutting Uh, Tradition, I Will Never Be Cut. Oh, God. A Pinch of Skin. Oh, God. (laughs) Reversing Female Circumcision. Oh, God. The Cut That Heals. Why is you? Why are you doing this? <laughs> why are you get taking so much joy in this? Cutting the cut <laughs> because they're terrible. Just Hashtag terrible. cut. What is your idea of the worst romantic evening that you can imagine? This is pretty close. Too much Indian <laughs> makes me happy. Like I can just lay on my belly and be so yeah. cool. 
That was not displeasing at all. Getting dressed up and having to sit somewhere uncomfortable with small portions of no food and talk to someone boring. Yeah, I think that's mine too. Like a very long, drawn-out dinner, just the two of you in a very quiet place where you have to rely on conversation, and there's like eight courses that go for four hours, and you're just so exhausted. And you're still hungry because they just are like a moose-bouche sizes of food. Well, and then you get so anxious that you're just like even more hungry than you would have been, and everything's just a disappointment. Yeah. I'd probably fake a cramp and go home. I've never faked anything to get out of a date. I probably should. You don't even show up. Well, I, yeah, but once I get to the date, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> the trick is getting me there. So Liz is like, oh, but you're just avoiding the problem. Sometimes the right thing and the hard thing are the same thing. I read that on a tea bag. <laughs> it's the new Dove chocolate bar. If you want to be helpful, just give me some more advice on how to keep a date asexual. You know what? Sometimes I think. That's great. You know what? Sometimes I think that's really annoying. I'm going to use that. You're the best. Honestly, though, sometimes I... Okay, I hear it. <laughs> so, Tracy has looked over the script for the Oscar bait movie, Hard to Watch, based on the book, Stone Cold Bummer, by Manipulate. <laughs> and he's like, I read the script. And did you like it? I hated it. I couldn't relate. What? It's about growing up in the South Bronx, moving from foster home to foster home, seeing a pigeon fight a baby. All of that happened to you. I don't remember that kind of stuff. I mean, I remember being born, of course. We were learning how to ride a bike, but that was last year. <laughs> from 75 to 82, it's just a blur. Then you're repressing some stuff. That can happen. This is Kenneth, as you can tell by my intonation. <laughs> I remember the summer my Weebelows group went camping, and we were taken by the hill people. Next thing I knew, summer was over, and it was time for back-to-school shopping. So Weebelows are Cub Scouts of the fifth rank who are at least ten and a half years old and preparing for entrance into the Boy Scouts. <laughs> Damn. I thought they were Juggalos. <laughs> I thought they were like baby Juggalos. I was like, Weeblos can't be real. That's got to be some Kenneth bullshit. It's real. <laughs> well, they can't fall down. They'll wobble, but they won't fall down. Tracy, this is an important film. Oh, brother. <laughs> Kenneth gives a huge eye roll. If you want to give your O, you got to reconnect with your roots. Is that how you get a no? Wow, it's just like... Okay. <laughs> No, I don't. I was on a yacht with the Roots last week, dude. If you were worried about where I've been or who I saw or... It's my favorite Roots song. Do you know that song? No, I don't. But I know Questlove Emma, just do you won know it? a... Yeah. Questlove won a... Oscar. He already got the O. He got his O. Yeah. Definitely. Everyone's going to remember that. I did. What club I went to with my homies, baby, don't worry, you know that you got me. That is a jam. It is a jam. From the roots with Erica Badu. Oh, it's so good. So now we're at the park. Hello, Dennis. We're meeting up with another person in her Rolodex of men. Hey, dummy, do you want to be Dennis? Yes, I, I do. Like You're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, Dennis. <laughs> hey, dummy. You know, as soon as my people went off, I knew it was you. I don't have it. I've got a personalized vibration for each chick I used to put it to. Mm, <laughs> sexy. Uh, thanks for meeting me at my workplace. What exactly are you building here? So he's got a giant contraption, which looks like an old-fashioned stovetop popcorn situation. Just magnified by like 10. Hey, Liz, do you want to be a millionaire? Hmm? And then a child emerges from within that contraption. Mr. Dennis? No, 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 Jose. Only babies out here. Don't you want to be a big boy? Gaslighting. Gaslighter. Uh, Jose says, ow. <laughs> and then Liz says, who's that kid? That's Jose. I met him through this program that places troubled adults with child mentors. <laughs> Nature is fucking healing. Wait, are you planning to Balloon Boy him? So Balloon Boy was a hoax in October of 2009 where people in Colorado pretended their child was inside this basket and with a balloon in it and it was total bullshit because people are yeah. crazy. Yeah, and that dominated headlines for like weeks. We were real into Balloon Boy. Well, we were like riveted to like see if they were going to save him or not. Yeah. 
How long was the balloon in the air? Do we know? The real lie was that there was someone in there. They just didn't save it, so they pinned it on the family. If you read QAnon, it's all there. Liz, listen to me. What was the one mistake that people in Denver made? One mistake? Yeah, there was no kid in the balloon. When Jose jumps out of there or whatever, people are going to go nuts. Oh, my God. Go, she tells Jose. Go. What are you doing? Run. Unbelievable. These are the men of my life. What did I do wrong? Well, the first thing you did wrong was touch the balloon. This is a scientific facility, Liz. This is a park <laughs> named after Ron Artest. Now named Meta World Peace, but now he has another new name. Oh, God. What's his new name? It's Meta something Artest. Sandiford? Yeah. I just Googled it. Good job. <laughs> yeah, and like Jose, Ron dreamed of glory. Hey, Liz, you'll be back. And a girl runs by. He's like, hey, what's going on, hon? What's your deal? Lesbian. <laughs> Every girl that ignores you is a lesbian. It's, it's safe in Dennis' world. Dennis never changes. <laughs> so it's after dinner. We're back at Jack's apartment, and he's asking Nancy, how was your dinner? Mm, I'm stuffed. That place was good. Way better than the Indian joint I go to in Boston, O'Doyle's, which there <laughs> isn't one I looked. <laughs> it was just a funny joke. You know what I like to do after too much curry? A warm glass of milk and some John Philip Sousa marches. <laughs> and then over the cacophony, Nancy's like, okay, I'm just going to go to the restroom before I head back to the hotel. Okay, I'll order you a car. Uh, yes, I'd like to order a car, please. Account number 54139. I'm going to have to call you back. Nancy's and- all in a red outfit. And then they beat now. <laughs> then he runs to her, picks her up, and they head off to do it. <laughs> he heads up to put it to her. <laughs> Dennis said it. I know, and I still find him attractive, regardless of how many limbs he's missing or digits. Oh God. So Liz <laughs> says She's talking to Jenna. I've been through every guy. There's no one left. Come on, you sound like me at the Olympic Village. Ugh, who cares? So I go to Floyd's wedding alone. Maybe I'll just lean into it and bring a cat and a baby stroller. Come on, you still have tonight. So he's like, Liz, I want you to meet the guy you're going to be sitting next to tomorrow. He's told me his name like a million times, but I keep forgetting it. And then who the fuck is it? It's Wesley. Michael Sheen, Mormon from her past. She's like, no. <laughs> I knew you'd be back. No, I'm not back, Wesley. Oh, of course, because you said you could... Sorry, I tried a British accent, and it did it. not work. It's no, in. No. Mm, simply can't. Of course, because you said you could find someone better than me. Mm-hmm. Well, where is he? And he does this, like, laughably <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> pantomime of, like, searching around very wildly. So fucking good. So stupid. <laughs> She's like, stop doing that. You look idiotic. Of course I do. Excellent pantomime is supposed to look idiotic. <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> She's like, okay, I may be alone tonight, but I am not done looking. Liz, I'm going to guess that the last two months have been a lot of singles events in gymnasia. And, uh, oh, don't tell me. You, vis- you visited old boyfriends, didn't you? That's never worked. Oh, my God, I hate you. But that's it, isn't it? <coughs> the only thing wrong with me is that you hate me. So with that as my only defect, where do I rank with all the other men you've been with? Okay, I have another wedding tomorrow. It's my ex-boyfriend, Floyd. Will you come with me? And then there was Wesley. God, I hate you. <laughs> we all do. We all hate them. Not them both. I almost besmirched Liz. Can you believe? No. Uh, we can't besmirch Liz or the beautiful show of TGS. That's a little foreshadowing to the next episode. No besmirching. Well, good morning. I'm glad we did this, Jack. It was a huge step, but it feels right. Huge feels like the wrong word. I mean, sex is not that big of a deal, right? How can something that animals do be a big deal? Worms can do it with any other worm. (laughs) Well, it's a big deal for me. Besides my ex-husband, you're the only other man I've slept with. Two men? That can't be true. Jack's thinking, I've slept with more men than that. It's Woodstock. (laughs) A man slept in. Who am I to stop it? And um, Donald Rumsfeld. Oh, yeah. yeah. We definitely had sex with at least one. Yes, there is (laughs) historical data. Can it? Well, uh, look, Jack, there's something I have to tell you. I did something bad. After my divorce, I went out with my girlfriends and I danced with a guy. That's it? 
Also, it was after midnight on a Saturday, so technically it was a Sunday. A man had his hands on my hips on the day that was set aside for the Lord. There I said it. Man, Catholic guilt. Am I right? Those nuns really messed me up. She walks away. He's like, not me. He takes a fork, plunges it straight into his thigh like a fucking EpiPen. Oh, my God. Terrifying. I don't think... Do you have Catholic guilt? No. Yeah, same. I have normal guilt. (laughs) Yeah. So now we're walking into a coffee Thank shop. You. A coffee shop. Tracy's like, what are we doing here? You told me we were going someplace boring. This is an awesome coffee copy shop. That <laughs> comes like, well, this coffee shop is on the corner of 157th Street and Lieutenant O'Hara Avenue. Obviously, there's no Lieutenant O'Hara Avenue, and the closest copying shop is on 147th. And O'Hara <laughs> is one of the characters of Star Trek. The first black woman. Exactly. On the Star Trek Enterprise deck. She's amazing. That's where I grew up. Obviously, your building is gone, but I guess someone didn't come up here to scout the location first. Because someone didn't sign off on the transportation budget. I never checked that Earthlink account. <laughs> I didn't know Earthlink was still around even then. No. My God, nothing's changed at all. It's changed completely, Dre. What is wrong with you? We brought you up here to jog your memory, but I guess that was a waste of time. Because someone came up with a stupid idea in the first place. (laughs) And then he turns to look at the wall and it's a mirror and he's blaming himself. (laughs) Let's just go. Why do I recognize that stairwell? Oh, it's all coming back to me. Oh my God. I slept on an old dog bed stuffed with wigs. I watched a prostitute stab a clown. A basketball hoop was a rib cage. A rib cage. <laughs> Why did you bring me here? I blocked all this stuff out for a reason. Oh, Lord. Some guy with dreads electrocuted my fish. So we'll have a lot of these throughout the episode. First of all, if this is improv, it's so exceptional. Of this cluster, what is your favorite Tracy recollection? A basketball hoop was with, a rib with cage. With a rib cage. Yeah. A rib cage. A rib cage. And I, you picture it in your mind. You're like, oh, no. Yeah, the, don't picture it. It's terrifying. But the way he says ribcage does make it an absolutely perfect line. Trey, use this pain to get your Oscar. I hate pain. I'm doing Caulfield 3. And as soon as I make some copies of my passport, <laughs> I'm never coming back here. Move. <laughs> so Jack sort of bursts into Liz's apartment. She's getting ready for the wedding. So she's wearing a hair cap um, and some sort of slip situation. Jack's like, Lemon, I don't have time to talk. <laughs> Lemon, I don't have time to talk about what you look like right now. That's how urgent this is. <laughs> I need you to put on your non <laughs> I need you to not put on your judgmental face when I tell you the following. I slept with Nancy. <clears throat> Fight what it off, Lemon. Thinking? <laughs> I wasn't thinking at all. She put on red underwear. You would think it would clash with her hair, but it didn't. You have made this so much worse. Sex always makes things worse. This isn't fair to Nancy. You have to tell her about Avery. We'll find out that sex always makes things worse is a deep-seated repressed childhood memory that Liz has because sex it's makes all the people go away. To be loved by anyone. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jack, but I have to give a, go give a reading at the wedding of the only normal guy I've ever dated, and I have to be at St. Paul's in 20 minutes. Unfortunately, you just skipped my favorite line of this scene. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know, but uh, Nancy's not Avery. Avery's cool, collected, descended from Swedish Valley people. And Nancy is fiery Irish nutjob who descended from bog people. <laughs> bog people rise up. Ayo. I'm a bogger. So then Jack's like, wait, Floyd's wedding's at a Catholic church? Are they having a mass? Yeah, Caitlin's Catholic. He converted for her. Meanwhile, when we were dating and I wanted to check out that Unitarian Good, good talk, church. Lemon. Good talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we're at the church now, and Liz comes up to uh, Wesley, who's guarding Liz's purse in the pew with his life. Thanks for holding my purse. See how we help each other? I accompany you to Floyd's wedding. I hold your purse. This was meant to be. We're like Russ and Rebecca on chums. <laughs> Which is a show you probably know as well as Friends, seeing as you have never watched it. This is just a date, Wesley. You know that's not true. I wouldn't be here if there was anybody else. I'm your best option, and you're mine. You see, I uh, lost my job two days ago, and now uh, facing a little residency issue. What? I don't want to go back to England. I can't sit through the London Olympics. We're not prepared, Liz. <laughs> Did you see the Beijing opening ceremonies? We don't have control of uh, people like that. 
I mean, I have great memories of London. I think it went well. But I understand all the trepidation leading up to it. I was just super pumped because, like, you know, Gabby Douglas. Totes. She won the... She, okay, wait. Well. So this we have from front for my reading. This is Just a Date. Right. And maybe up there you'll fall in love with a handsome groomsman. But until then... I'll be here always when the rain falls on wheels. Chumps. And then he comes. Oh, chumps. So, li- <laughs> so we're in front of a giant green screen, and uh, Tracy and this child actor are in sort of those, like, zoot suits or whatever is the actual name for them. That's not that, because that feels highly inaccurate, with those little tracking balls all over him. And the director's like... Garfield effects, take one, and act. Normal! I hate you, Normal! Almost as much as I hate Mondays. This is my lasagna. You hear me, Normal? My lasagna. So Normal is a character in Garfield? Yeah. It's his little stuffed toy. Oh, that's cute. Okay, let's cut. Uh, Maybe a little less intense. You know, you're Garfield. You're a cat who likes sleeping and lasagna. Well, I'm sorry, Sean, and child actor's name who I can't remember... You've walked in, you haven't walked in my shoes all my life. I've tried to forget things I've seen. A crackhead breastfeeding a rat. A homeless man cooking a hot pocket on the third rail of the G train. That G train, normal. <laughs> this is my favorite moment. <laughs> the kid's like, Ugh. There's something inside of you that needs to come out. And if Garfield 3 feline groovy can't tell my story, then I will win my Oscar elsewhere or I'll die trying. Okay, so you're not doing this movie because that suit was made special. For your weird body. The G-Train, normal. I know. I really think, because I was about to do, like, of this cluster, which is your favorite, but it's obviously whatever he repeats his line, because the G-Train was killer. The way that he yells at a small child with glasses, (laughs) they're both wearing neon green suits, the way he hits normal, it's just funny. Yeah. The G-Train, normal. The G-Train. So G-Train versus Ribcage, which one's there? G-Train, normal. I replayed it, like, seven times. I was cracking up. That. Okay. That's Her. a line that makes me laugh. Yeah. So Liz is up um, at the dais of the church, and she's there with some of the other readers. And there's a guy, Mike. <laughs> Can you tell I'm not Catholic anymore? Uh, there's a guy, Mike, who's one of friends, Floyd's friends. Whew. There's Mike, who's one of friends. <laughs> there's Mike, who's a friend of Floyd. And he is the person who, in all the dreaming retrospectives of Astronaut Mike Dextra, it's the actor person from that. His name's John Anderson, and he's on an episode of We Crash playing a podcast host. Hey! That's my role, Mike. Are you doing a reading, too? I'm Mike. I'm friends with Floyd. Hi. Excuse me. Do you have a job? Are you here with someone? I'm a lawyer, and I'm single. Okay, friend, here's my deal. My name's Liz. <laughs> I almost got 1,200 on my SATs, and I need a date for this wedding, and I like your head shape. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, I'd, I'd love to be your date, Liz. Okay. I like how forward you are. Now, may I tell you something? <laughs> I'm a plushie. Is that a fraternity? Kind of. It means I belong to a group of like-minded people who dress up in mascot costumes. Okay. And have orgies in hotel rooms and state parks. There it is. <laughs> Our term for intercourse is yiffing. Ah. So, <laughs> I sometimes want to die. I, I. Um, and that is the real term for it. Sexual activity with other furries is known as yiffing. Well, but he's a plushie, which is different. Because it's mascots instead of animals? So according to the interwebs, oh, there is a difference between plushies and furries. A plushie fetish is someone who likes to have sex with a plush stuffed animal. Men will often buy specifically made stuffed animals that come with a vagina or anus like holes. Women may use plushie toys sexually by humping them or attaching a strap on dildo to the toys and riding them. Men and women sometimes also enjoy having sex with other people dressed up in mascot outfits that make them look like a giant plush toys. Furries differ from plushies. (laughs) And the hits keep coming. In multiple ways. The biggest being that they are animal-focused. They aren't interested in having sex with plush toys. They want to be romantic with erotic animal-human hybrids. The author Uh, went on to say, no judgments for me, but there is a bit of a gross-out factor. (laughs) 
because of the animal eroticization that goes along with this fetish. There's a whole style of cartoon art which depicts animals with human sexual features that is a bit disconcerting for those of us who don't share the fetish. There's also talk that and some furries engage in bestiality. <laughs> this is just a rumor. But unfortunately, that makes the fetish just a little bit more high risk. High risk. A word on those fetishes. Nobody wakes up one day and decides that they want to have a plushy fetish or breastfeeding fetish. It's something that gets wired into their personal brain during their sexual development. As long as a person's kink doesn't involve illegal activities, they should be free to do what they want. After all, that's the benefit of being an adult. <laughs> Don't yuck their yum. Yes, yeah. It was a, I could have just said that, but it was definitely... <laughs> We wish you did. Uh, <laughs> no, I no, obviously I completely that. agree with that sentiment. Yeah, that was a great historical understanding. And I'm yeah. sorry, are you giving a college lecture right now? <laughs> I'm doing what I did in We're talking all of my to classes. human people. I know. I'm doing what I did in all my I'm not your classes. furry, smart toy, obviously. No, but I do want to have sex with you. <laughs> so that's where they sort of like intersect a little bit. Oh Stop God, making water pour out of your mouth. Uh. I think her body broke down. <laughs> no, that's just fair. expelled anything from it. Like nothing comes in. <laughs> All must leave. Not naked, uh, not touching. water. <laughs> no Yikes. And apparently yiffing uh, is named after the sound foxes make during yes. sex. But yeah, I mean, if it's consensual and you're not hurting anyone and you're with something that, in someone that can consent, uh, an animal cannot consent, um, but a person dressed as an animal can. So there you go. I think I first heard of furries on like an episode of CSI and I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. This can't be real. And then it is. <laughs> and then you bought your first tail and then you bought, those suits cost a lot of money. I do have a unicorn onesie, but I don't get, like, get feeling sexy in a minute. <laughs> well, the suits are like so insanely, I've had one quoted, you know, <laughs> just to see how much it would run me. No, but apparently they cost like six, $7,000. You have to get them dry cleaned often. Yeah. Liz is as grossed out as I am. So I'm she- sorry, Julie went on for 40 fucking minutes, but it's me who gets the all. Yes. The dry yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess fair is fair. Yeah. You got I me there. Speaking from experience. <laughs> um, so Liz no is shame, as grossed no out judgment. as I am, so she runs to Wesley and she's like, Will you excuse me, please? Okay, let's get married. Oh, yeah. He's like, Yes. So Liz is up on the dais, the pedestal. Is it dais? Or Deus. I, I say Deus. Is it Deus? Oh, it's probably Deus. Okay, and now we're reading from Corinthians. <laughs> love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. Julie, look at me when I say this to you. <laughs> it is not pompous. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. Weddings are boring. <laughs> <laughs> so Nancy shows up with Jack, and they're late, and so they just like sidle into a, into a, into a pew. Nothing like being, you can be Nancy. Nothing like being in church, having to spend the night doing a bunch of bad crap. Am I right? Yes. Uh, speaking of which, I'm seeing someone else, and I think I'm in love with both of you. You Twist. lying bastard. After last night? Nancy, let me explain. No, I am out of here. You can't leave, Donovan. We're in the middle of Mass. You and I both know you have to stay until the final blessing, so let's talk. No, Demanding. I'm not saying a word to you. The second mass is over. I'm on the first train back to Boston, and you'll never see me again. She starts feverishly praying. Back to Liz. And as for knowledge, it will pass away. <laughs> and then her phone starts ringing. <laughs> what was I missed the chime. What was her uh, ringtone on this one? I think it just went, eh. Okay, I heard. Um, <laughs> and then she reads a text message that says, Stall. Mass cannot end, or I lose Nancy for every. <laughs> he was typing quickly. <laughs> And now an unscheduled reading that I think is appropriate for this lovely romantic occasion. She randomly flips through the Bible. But Onan knew that the offspring would not be his, so whenever he lay with his brother's wife, he spilled his (laughs) semen on the ground. Ooh, Bible, you nasty. (laughs) Sorry, then she finds another one. Then Zipporah took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin. Oh, come on, Bible. Help a lady out. (laughs) Flips to another page. For he has sold us, and he has indeed devoured our money. And the end scene is Tracy improving. I seen a bl- let's do one and the other. Okay. I seen a blind guy bite a police horse. A puppy committed suicide after he saw our bathroom. I once bit a merino and there was a child's shoe in it. <laughs> I seen a hooker eat a tire. 
A pack of wild dogs took over and successfully ran to Wendy's. The sewer people stole my skateboard. The projects I lived in was named after Zachary Taylor, generally considered to be one of the worst presidents of all time. I once saw a baby give another baby a tattoo. They were very drunk. They were very drunk. The very drunk one, I think. So, like, top, top three Tracy lines. There is love. Gold. Floyd and Caitlin. There is love. There is love. <laughs> Things to look forward to. So what would you say are your top three Tracy improv lines? All right, let's do this. Of this cluster, what's your favorite? And then we'll go from your favorites. <laughs> Pack of wild dogs took over. This is my March Madness, baby. That's the one you guys laughed at. <laughs> yeah, the, for me, it's the pack of wild dogs took over and successfully <laughs> ran Wendy's. But then the they were very drunk was also up there. <laughs> I once saw a baby give another baby a tattoo. <laughs> they I were like very Zachary drunk. Taylor shout out. It's <laughs> <laughs> the G Train Noble. <laughs> the G Train's the winner. That's fair. I know. I, I think a that. pack of wild dogs took over and successfully ran Wendy's. <laughs> is my favorite. Love an animal tweet. I do. <laughs> Maybe you are a fleshy and a furry. I don't know. <laughs> the G train, no more. <laughs> All right, should we head to the Janet? Sorry, I had to get some of my Jenna out. I didn't get to use it much in this episode. Oh, you must be gift. very pleased. What a gift you- to not have Jenna <laughs> and your Jenna. Two no Jennas makes one happy Julie. Am I Jenna and Paul? <laughs> I'm both Jennas. All right, peeps. Well, we score this between 1 and 100. I guess a zero is possible, though it never has happened. And I have finally accepted that anything above a 90 is rewatchable. Oh, my God. Way to get on with the program. <laughs> Let's go to the chat. You got your gemstones ready? Yeah. Yes. Send. Oh, my God. Emma, 94. Julie, 95. Nick, 96. Hey. <laughs> This is a great one. It really is. And this, I, I do think that the penultimate and the, the finale are meant to be watched together because they are so. Yeah. I don't know how you resisted. Well, you didn't have time. <laughs> yeah, that's the only. Yeah. You didn't actually I'm, resist. You just didn't have a choice. The thing is, Julie, I'm fantastic at impulse control. Floyd and Caitlin. There is love. Such a good episode. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, maybe the only episode that has more jokes in it than this one. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Blurg. I hope you really enjoyed our accent work. We've really been studying outside. No, we haven't. We've been improving, but we've been trying. Um, <laughs> we love 30 Rock. We are at the end of season four. It's so fun. I hope you guys are having fun and rewatching the episodes with us. Hope you got a couple good laughs in. If you feel like supporting the podcast more than you already are, feel free to check us out on Patreon under Takes Pod something. Emma? Patreon.com slash Takes Pod. That's what I said. And you can get our bonus episodes, which next week might be about Matt Damon. Um, so <laughs> thanks so much for coming on this ride with us. We're more than halfway there. Loving the show. Loving the laughter. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter. Julie Sunderland. And Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter. And... Frank! <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! <laughs> we love you, Frank.